Welcome to The Rundown. I'm your host, Mike Most. Today is January the 21st, 2018. Joining me in studio today is Chris Cipher. Chris, how are we doing today? Hey, what's good, Mike Most? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me, as always. Of it's course. a pleasure. I went to the doctor. Ah, and? Doctor said I need a backyotomy. Backyotomy! But I'll be all right. Good, good. So we're going to jump right into it. Let's. What's good in the news right now? SpaceX, Elon Musk, Tesla Kush, <laughs> uh, the madman himself. So they were supposed to do a uh, static fire of the Falcon Heavy Lift rocket uh, Friday. What is that exactly? It's a giant rocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so most most of the previous rockets that SpaceX has developed and designed, they're for launching medium-sized payloads. But in order to go very far, you're going to need to be able to launch a lot. Mm-hmm. So the heavy lift is a rocket in the vein of the massive Saturn V that mm-hmm. took us to the moon. Not quite that large, but in terms of its carrying capacity, it's very significant upgrade so uh the the static fire launch is the first time they put it on the launch pad and you know turn on the engines make sure it doesn't explode they've had to delay it a couple times already and they did delay it again until sometime early next week so instead of that what we'll talk about is the zuma satellite that they had recently tried to put up there that uh, apparently failed uh, but it's a very, very mysterious situation going on there, and there's a lot of conflicting stories and reports as to what actually happened. Okay, what exactly is the Zuma satellite? Uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows, and if you know, they didn't know, they'd have to kill you. Um, <laughs> it, it's a classified satellite, um, some sort of reconnaissance or surveillance capability. Uh, it was the first satellite of that nature that had been launched by SpaceX, obviously a private entity. And uh, the early reports were that It did not separate from the rocket or something else went wrong. There wasn't a lot of clarity on that particular issue. Um, And obviously, you're not going to get a lot of clarity when you're talking about a top-secret military satellite. Nonetheless, I think the the, uh, involvement of a private entity in this particular case, instead of just having NASA do it, is, is having some implications and ramifications. Because after that announcement, a lot of people took that opportunity to attack SpaceX, uh, people who you know, don't like those funds being spent on space exploration and people who uh, don't believe that private companies should have that sort of involvement. So, consequent to that, and I was reading this earlier this morning, um, there are some reports that, well, maybe the satellite didn't fail. You know, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was a quote from someone at NASA saying, if there was a mishap, then we'll be involved in, in an investigation. But as of this time, there's no investigation. So we really don't know. I mean, it's an expensive satellite. So which countries are funding this? Is this like a U.S. venture? Yeah, is no, this, this is this is United a multinational States. venture. This or? is United States. United States, this, okay. SpaceX obviously is owned by Elon Musk, who is a citizen of another planet, possibly. <laughs> Where is Elon Musk from? <laughs> he's definitely outerworldly, that's for yeah, he's, sure. He's out there, man. Um, so, you know, if you have a super secret spy satellite and you don't want people asking you questions about it, just say uh, it blew up. Right. But, you know, if you say that, people are going to want to ask, well, you know, who's responsible? Right. And I I don't think everyone is quite on the same page as far as that response goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I guess we'll just have to wait and see if we see anything. Um, One thing that's interesting about this is we've seen a lot of movement in the private space exploration field. And a lot of that can be traced back to uh, in 2011, um, President Obama issued an executive order. 
Oh, President Obama. Oh, President Obama. He, oh, he issued an executive order certifying the need to uh, move towards more private-public partnerships in space exploration. At the same time, he was putting an end to the space shuttle program. And I'll be honest, I was pretty upset at the time. Well, of I course. Didn't, I didn't like that. I liked the space Yeah, shuttle. I remember hearing about that. And uh, and what we're seeing today are, are the fruits of that initiative, of that endeavor. Um, and, and, you know, it's very impressive that a company like SpaceX could come from basically nothing to getting ready to launch a gigantic rocket and you know launching satellites with regularity bringing the rockets back uh having them land on launch pads that are floating at sea it's nuts it's crazy uh it's it's kind of fun it's it's a new age of space exploration well we kind of have to rely on private entity because there's no funding for nasa at the moment um possibly yeah i i I think there's a lot of benefits to be had working in a p- private-public partnership of that sort, I, I think that's that's an option that is increasingly being seen as trying to get the best of both both worlds. You know, um, because anytime you're dealing with huge government entities, there's going to be a lot of red tape. Moving on, we're going to talk about Steve Bannon deciding to testify, or not deciding to testify, or being told not to testify. <laughs> Something going on with Steve Bannon. I mean, how is it? a legitimate interview when you have the White House on the phone in real time telling Bannon what to answer and what not to answer, but more appropriately, what not to answer, because apparently he didn't answer. uh, He didn't say shit. Yeah, I I don't I didn't know you can assert executive privilege in that manner, I guess. Well, technically, he's not supposed to. There's no there's no precedent for that. Yeah, you got fired. Yeah. So don't say nothing. Uh, (laughs) So apparently... Bannon has since lawyered up because he has been called into the interview room with Mr. Mueller. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, man. Now it's about to get serious. He's got to go deal with the Justice League over there. Uh, the FBI did raid his house. Yeah. Uh, kicked door. And then, you know, he said, well, I want a lawyer. And there was a lot of back and forth. Apparently, it was a very heated uh, situation. The, there is some belief that the FBI was looking for a so-called Bannon dossier. Hmm. Some some notes that he had put together in terms of Trump's criminal relationships back when he was uh, not with Trump. Interesting. I did not know this. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, that's, that's just a rumor. Sure. But I think there's some validity there. They were definitely looking for something. Well, there's usually some basis of truth within rumors. Yeah, I don't think that the Mueller investigation is doing a lot of fishing trips. I think they have a pretty good idea what <laughs> right. what they're looking for in yeah. most of these cases. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that interview coming up. Yeah. I'll be definitely looking forward to that interview. Fake news awards. Fake news awards. Man, the, the fakies. Amateur hour, man. So they, I guess they just posted a blog post and uh, tweeted it out, and then the website crashed. This was put up on GOP.com, and I finally got around to taking a look at it, and, you know, I was, I was disappointed to say the least. I was expecting some effort to get put into this deal. This is just like a, a numbered list. Um, you try and turn that into your communications 1001 course, and that's like a <laughs> solid C minus, man. Uh, so the the fakey of the year went to my man Paul Krugman. Shout out Paul Krugman. Shout out big fans. Oh here yeah, at the rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one one of the awards went to somebody for saying that the Polish prime minister didn't shake his hand, but he did. I mean, this is just lame. It's lame, dude. I was expecting. Well, basically, the premise of the fake news awards was just Trump playing the victim card, like he always does. You know, any article that's not in a favoring light 
of Trump is automatically fake news. Right. I mean, it doesn't even have have anything to do with accuracy at this point. There, right. There's a poll. Forty percent of Republicans say that if something is negative about Trump but true, it's still fake news. Right. Uh, what what can you do, man? We're trying to do the opposite of fake news here. Yeah, we don't deal with alternative facts here. Uh, you know, sometimes you can have an alternative truth. There How are, so? Oh, you know, there are different perspectives of looking at a thing like. Uh, you know, from a certain point of view, the Jedi are evil. Jedi. <laughs> That's kind of an alternative fact. Okay. All right. Not that I'm defending it. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Budget talks. Budget talks. And the government shutdown. Shut it down. Let's go home. Wow. So how did we get here? Why are we here? <laughs> Why are any of us here? This is the one-year anniversary of Donald Trump assuming the presidency after the inauguration, which was viewed by millions largest in history largest crowd size ever exactly one year later (laughs) because you know this historical moment is nothing if not ironic (laughs) uh they they shut it down this is the part where he bankrupts the business and you know tries to flee yes the first time in american history that a one-party government uh the republicans have the white house republicans have congress uh and they failed to keep the government open. Yet they want to blame the Democrats. For blame some Chuck reason. Schumer. Shut down Schumer. How's it Chuck's fault? Here, it makes here, no sense. Here's the weird thing about it: is they actually had a deal. They put together a deal. Yeah. And Trump said he's not going to sign it. Well, because it included protection for DACA recipients. Which is bogus, man. I mean, he, he the guy, the guy. I don't understand. Um, he said that he wanted to protect Dreamers. You know. He's said that multiple times. Sure. We put together a bill. Well, Trump has said a lot of things, and oh, well, I mean, none of it has held any water. So, so, so um, I, I guess that's where we're at. Non-essential government services are cut. Uh, but if you are an essential government employee, then you still have to work, but you don't get paid right now. But you will get retroactively paid. Eventually. But, yeah, eventually. You know, uh, put it on the tab. I, I just see. I, I fail to see the point of this. Um, I guess Eric Trump is out there saying that it's good for them. How so? How how is this good for anybody? It's not. It's not. I mean, the government shutting down means that we don't have a governing body. Wow. So um, I guess you could rip the tape off of your uh, laptop camera because there's nobody watching you. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! I I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see how long it takes. I, I believe the plan right now is to try and get a temporary uh, extension to the to the budget funding. But Schumer's saying that they're not going to extend this past January; that they have to get a deal done. Well, they, the permanent deal because the Republicans want to do a uh, three week stopgap yeah, yeah, deal. They stopgap after stopgap. But this is because the budget isn't ready. Right. The, the budget should have been handled. Months ago, months and months Trump, and months ago, and Trump does not have an agenda. And they prioritize, but the Republican Party, at the very least, should have an agenda. There's, I mean, the party is bigger than Trump, isn't it? Apparently not. Right, exactly. It's not at this point. You know, Trump is the figurehead of the Republican Party. I mean, he is the leader of the Republican Party. I, yeah. So, so they decided to prioritize other things. Um, the the Obamacare repeal, which went nowhere, a failure. Uh, and then other than that, I guess you got the tax cut, which I guess, you know, people are enjoying to some degree right now. 
But, well, I mean, corporations are enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I mean, people with a lot of money. I think I think my paycheck is like fifteen dollars extra in it. Yeah, you know, so I'm definitely gonna go hit up uh, like a Chick Fil A and get me a number. Spend four. it wisely. Yeah, let me invest that fifteen dollars. <laughs> I'll buy some uh, yeah. cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they they really got to figure it out. But it's hard to figure out what you're trying to achieve if you don't know what the other party's interests or problems are. Well, even uh, Mitch McConnell came out and said, if we can find something that the president uh, agrees with, then that would be great. I think he was saying that he wanted to know what the president right, wants. Right, exactly. What, what does the man want? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Like, like Chuck Schiff well, said. It's well, a, well, not even the president knows what he wants, I think, at this point. Well, I mean, it does seem to change from day to day. Hour to hour. Like Chuck said, it's like negotiating with Jell-O. Um, <laughs> so what do you do? Hold on to your butts. There's no way to run a country, people. As part of that, DACA recipients, are, they remain in limbo. They don't have any certainty. They don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, ICE keeps saying that they're not really enforcing that element of it, but then there, there's just kind of a steady, constant stream of stories of people being rounded up and and deported for frivolous reasons. Sure, and it all kind of seems like a smokescreen, you know. Um, so I think I think it is important that the Democrats try and hold the door right there and and not allow this to proceed until we have a definitive answer because I think it's been shown again and again and proven beyond any kind of reasonable doubt that you cannot take the president at his word. Right. Well, I think that all this has a basis in racism, in my opinion. I mean, he's trying to... He's trying to make America great again. <laughs> no, he's trying to make America white again, well, which, not- which is not going to happen, which is physically impossible. The browning of America has been happening ever since its inception. But, you know, what if we get more immigrants from Norway or Finland or wherever? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't Yeah, they don't want to come that's here. Not, that's not going to work, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, and the whole uh, shithole thing, we didn't really mention like the whole no, He uh, said he said shit house. Oh Tyler. yeah. No, no one knows what he said. He said something. It was whack. It was racist in context. Uh you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm at a loss with this guy. Like, I've become at a loss of words to describe this man's actions. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a beyond Boulder Dash. It is hogwash. <laughs> Absolute hogwash. Absolutely. But, but, you know, I, it gets tiring. It is tiresome to just keep hammering away at the point. Uh, hopefully, our elected officials can work out a deal and get the guy to sign it. I think maybe after a couple days being trapped in D.C. when he wants to return to Mar-a-Lago so badly. Uh, he might he might come around on it, uh, but you know it, it's it's just embarrassing. I feel embarrassed by the way our government is being run right now. Well, another aspect of it is that you know, like we were talking about earlier, uh, people like us, you know, people don't have conversations about the issues. People are afraid to talk about important issues, and uh, and I think that that needs to change. Because if we don't talk about it, then nothing's ever going to get solved. Well, there, there's hesitation to speak on, on this stuff because you just don't know where someone else is coming from. And there's a real reactionary element to the hardcore Trump base that it doesn't really matter what you say. It's going to be fake news. You're going to be a snowflake. And there's simply no common ground. And that, that's not that's not any way to communicate. It's not communicating effectively. And, it, you know, it's just something that you would rather avoid. But that leads to further polarization. I think there's 
there's really two groups of people in this country. Uh, there's a group of people who consist of those on the left and, and the right who are interested in effective, functional governments, who, who want to try and do the best thing and who are ultimately respectful of each other as Americans. Right. And then there's another group. Uh, and I don't it's hard to say really what's going on with them. Um, but they kind of seem like dicks. Yeah. That's not that's not constructive. Obviously, you want to be a little more constructive than that. But really, man, how how can you look at this guy? He's he's out there paying off porn stars, shutting down the government. The the litany of of ridiculous things that he's done just goes on and on and on. And how do you defend any of that? You just don't defend any of it. You pretend like you pretend like none of it's real. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Hope, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we get some kind of resolution. Well, this guy has been the most divisive president that I've ever heard of in uh, American history. I mean, I mean, I look at a North Korea, you know, for instance, they are unifying uh, North and South Korea. Oh, he's bringing them together. Maybe he's... <laughs> See, I was afraid that Trump was going to take credit for this. Oh, he, he was asking for credit. Yeah, he's... Uh, he, the, the, that had just come out that he was uh, asking why he's not getting any credit for the North Koreans talking to South Korea. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think I mean, it is because of him, honestly. I mean, not to blow smoke up anybody's ass, but but I think that Trump, his rhetoric towards Kim Jong-un has uh, basically forced them into diplomatic talks. It scared a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I guess we could look at the silver lining there. Um, <laughs> if, if, you, if you must. Well, insist, is there a silver lining? Must, there? Well, yeah. The, so the silver lining is uh, North Korea has been engaged in pretty substantial talks with South Korea. And to the point that they are going to march under a unified flag in the Olympics. I mean, that which are coming is great. Up. I mean, that's no, it is. It is great. They're sending uh, twenty-two athletes at last count, and they're also sending one two hundred cheerleaders. These aren't like cheerleaders waving pom poms and and you know doing flips. These are highly oh no, they're highly organized. Yes, yeah. uh, and you know, so it's a charm offensive. It's mm-hmm. soft power. Right. You know, obviously, it's propaganda of a form, but that's the kind of propaganda that you want. We should all applaud that. Because, you know, if your options are cheerleaders and athletes and, you know, artillery that will just kill tens of thousands of people, then, yes, obviously you want the athletes. We want the cheerleaders. And I think it's, it's a fantastic development. I think it's one that we might want to look to uh, because it's just it's been a it's been a beatdown for quite a while now. The news cycle, uh, you know, it's difficult to navigate all that. So you see a story like that, and, and it does provide some hope. And I think that's one of the things we could really use right now. Hope and change? Was well, it already too late for that? Uh, you know, we did have hope and change. You know, uh, you can buy weed in a lot of places. <laughs> True. You can you can get married to whoever you want. Right. Um, well, that was all under uh, Obama, though. Oh, well, yeah, I thought that's what we were talking about. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, but now they're coming for the weed. Right. And, uh <laughs> Good old Jeff Sesh. <laughs> Jeff Sesh. And I, I think, uh, you know, gay marriage is pretty firmly entrenched. So sure. we'll be fine on that score. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how much damage can you really do just by by trying to deconstruct the government from the inside? I guess we're going to find out. Uh, looks like 40 to 60 percent of the high-level diplomats in the State Department have resigned or left here within the last year. Sure. And that's going to take you know, generation to fix. And that's also unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. Ho- hollowed out that whole deal. Um, the EPA it, it isn't really regulating very much these days. Um, man. And, and it's easy to get focused on that and to despair. And 
you know, I, I certainly don't want to be accused of contributing to that. I'm not trying to contribute to that. It's hard to talk constructively about these things. But well, it's hard to talk in a positive light about these things because there's nothing positive about it. Well, we, North Koreans and South Koreans well, marching together. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This you is know, true. Uh, Bob Mueller's got a, got a super team of yeah. prosecutors working for him full-time in an undisclosed location. So that's good. Um, you know, the economy is, is doing pretty well, I think. Uh, so, you know, just try not to get too, too worked up about it, I think. Well, I, mean, I get a little depressed because of the fact that uh, the majority of Trump supporters will still vote for him in 2020 based on a focus group that uh, Frank Luntz did over the weekend. And it's, it's uh, very discouraging, uh, the fact that uh, people aren't really seeing this uh, for what it is. Yeah. Well, I, you know, there, there's a certain group of people that even if somebody uploaded the PP tape to Pornhub, uh, they they would still be in the bag for the guy yeah. because it's a cult of personality. And once you've been conned that deeply for that long, it's not something you could back out of because then you have to admit how badly you were fooled. Yeah. Um, and, and really, there's kind of always been that segment of the American population. There's always been people who would never accept integration, who segregation or death. Uh, there, there's always been people who hated the Chinese coming into this country, the Irish coming into this country. There have always been people who supported the Confederacy and the uh, slavery of human beings, even if they didn't own any slaves. So th there is a segment of the population that's going to think that way, and I don't think there's too much that you can really do to change it. Uh, I think we have to be careful to not get too caught up in trying to work out a dialogue with people who insist on being unreasonable. Well, it's in the DNA of America. I mean, slavery, hello, is a part of America. Oh. It happened, and there are people that were raised— and we're bred to believe that this was the right course of action. Mm, yeah. And that's not going to go away because, you know, this is America. So I think that stigma is always going to be attached. I mean, well... The, the, especially in the South. Well... Yes. Uh, I, yes. Yes, especially in the South. <laughs> especially I, in the South. You know, Trump Trump won uh, Wisconsin, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Trump won... Uh, well, that's due to gerrymandering. That's a different topic altogether. He got a lot of votes uh, in a lot of places. Yeah, he did. So he I, did. I don't. I don't think. We... But not the popular vote, though. Well, three million. He got. 60, I mean, he, got 60, the... he got sixty million votes. Yeah. Um, how Which many... it says a lot. If though, we ran actually. it back, how many people would still vote for him? Right. That's, that's a, it's a it's a meaningful question. Sure. And I I don't know what people are getting out of it, but that's, that's about all I got on the that's topic. All I got. Well, I guess that's the end of the show. I want to thank you guys for joining us today, Chris. Man, Mr. Mike, uh, but get your back checked out, oh, yeah, man. You need to get that definitely. checked out ASAP. I will. I will. Thank you for your concern. But hey, I want you guys to join the conversation. So why don't you guys follow us on Instagram, Twitter at the Rundown MM, or you can email us at the Rundown MM at nuanceradio.com. Well, once again, I want to thank you guys for joining us, and you guys have an excellent week, and we'll see you next time. I'd like to thank all the beautiful mothers out there. Peace.